Need a cure for the winter fishing blues? The Wild Indiana Outdoor Expo returns to the Kokomo Event and Conference Center January 14th and 15th. $5 entry, outdoor industry vendors, tackle discounts galore, the Bass University on site, and your chance to meet some of the nation's leading bass pros. Kevin Van Dam, Mike Iconelli, Mike McClellan, Bill Lowen, Seth Fighter, and Brian Thrift. For more info, call 765-454-9999 or visit Wild Indiana Outdoor Facebook page. See you at the Expo. The swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, Bravani bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the Bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BravaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. JVD, yeah, you know me. You down with JVD? Yeah, you know me. You down with JVD? Yeah, you know me. You down with JVD? Yeah, you know me. Welcome back. Straight Cast, Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. Right now, we're bringing you from Kalamazoo, Michigan, Bassmaster Elite Series champion, Jonathan Van Dam. <laughs> Woo! Yes! Johnny, welcome back to the show, dude. Man, it's good to be back. I haven't heard from you in a while. I was starting to get worried. I were you? Yeah, I was a little worried about you too. But I'm okay. And you're. I told you about my. <laughs> I told you about my strange experience with the uh, with the Indian doctor the other day. But I lived through that. <laughs> yeah, barely. Yes, barely. He's healthy as an ox. And he told me I have very clean ears. Also. I, I think that's good. Yeah, good. I don't. I don't know what that means, but I, I have very clean ears. But <laughs> hey, dude, welcome back! You know, you were on our very first episode of Stray Cast. Yeah, the very first. It's, I know. I know. It's been. It's been a few months, but man, it's. Uh... It's good to be back for sure, dude. We're we're glad to have you. Always glad to have you. And and you know what? I'm 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 honored to actually call you a friend. You know, I get to talk to the best bass fishermen on the planet every week on this show. But you and I were actually buds, dude. You know, we are. We've uh, we've had some times. Let me tell you, they've been good too. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. We can't even talk about all that right here. But hey, congr- <laughs> congrats, congratulations! Hey, we're always trying to get the dirt off every- other people. I'm not, we get I'm not giving any Pat Renwick dirt. I'm, yeah, not doing it. <laughs> Bad sport. Jo- Johnny knew me in the wild years, but uh, but anyway, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but anyway, uh, dude, congratulations to you and Erica on your on your uh, on your nuptials. Is that what you say, nuptials? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that's good stuff, dude. I mean, uh, always proud of you, man. And and uh, and you know, it looks like you guys are happy as could be. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure, no doubt about that. It's a it's a, actually a big weekend here at the at the Van Dam household. Uh, Erica's graduating college, and um, here on Saturday, so we've got some family coming into town. So it's going to be a busy weekend. Nice, excellent, a whole, a whole, hey, a whole clan of Van Dam. Hey, congrats! Oh yeah. Was yeah. there was there any fishing on the honeymoon? 
<laughs> Not yet. We actually haven't been on the honeymoon yet because she's been in school. But we're uh, we're going to the Bahamas, and I've heard they got some pretty killer bone fish down there. Yeah, a- absolutely, there is no no doubt about it. And you, you can go you can go do a little yeah. cuda fishing too, a little cuda action. You got a higher up flip pal. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, get... I promise it'll happen. <laughs> bone fish on the honeymoon. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he said bone fish. <laughs> hey, so tell me. <laughs> I wish you could Skype, dude. You could see how good we look now. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Pat died as hair purple. Actually. I know. It. Yeah, I actually have purple. Man, it's the nest. Is it? Is it been as bad up here as it or down there as it has for you or for me up here? Because yeah. it's been pretty ugly up here. It's been winds blowing pretty bad. I mean, it's it's pretty nasty. Yeah, it's it's it is nasty. It's not as nasty as you guys are getting uh, hammered and hashtag pure Michigan, but it's it's pretty damn cold here right now. <laughs> We're getting uh, we're getting some of that lake effect, and then the wind's blowing about thirty right now. It's it's pretty ugly, really. All right, hey, back to the wedding, dude. You had um, th- thanks for the invite, by the way, Johnny. I, uh, I I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it, but thank you for asking. You know. Yeah, 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 I hear you. I do appreciate it. But tell me, but you got a funny wedding story? Like who who wore the uh, who who was dancing on the tables? Tell me, tell me a story, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I, I probably have the the wedding story of all wedding stories. Yes, and uh, I I lost my wife on the wedding night. What? Yeah, yeah. How the hell does that That's happen? A true story. I don't know what happened, but um, you know, obviously we've been we've been having a good time. We had everybody in town. And, uh, you know, like Mercer came up for the wedding and, uh, you know, some of my buddies, my fishing buddies, you know, Marty, Marty, the party Robinson. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was a, you know, it was a good time. And, uh, well, basically what happened was, is we stayed in this hotel and it was kind of like a, kind of like a suite. So like the bedroom was separate from like the main rest of the deal. And, um, and she walked out and, and ended up actually, I don't know if she was like kind of sleepwalking or out of it or what happened, but was she walked ambient? out into the hallway and was gone. <laughs> it's just like kaboom, boom. Where'd she go? David Blaine stuff right there. That's what happened. Yeah, exactly. Holy well, dude, I ended up running around the hotel room and and then like actually running around the entire hotel and then. Uh, I even like got in my truck and was driving around a little bit. I called her parents, and I heard my uh, my father-in-law was was giving me a hard time because he's like, "Man, I had her for you know 26 years, and I only ever lost her one time, and you've you had her for three hours." <laughs> <laughs> so you found her? Yeah, yeah. I ended up finding her. She ended up. Uh, she had stayed at the hotel, at that same hotel, um, the night before, and uh, she stayed with her sister, so she ended up going, like, just for some reason, just walked out into the hallway and then just walked out to her sister's room. <laughs> well, thank God you find her, and and now the rest is a Cinderella yeah. story. You, exactly, but, but, I mean, I'm telling you, that's the... That's, pretty impressive yeah, you know what i mean it, it takes a lot to to lose your wife on the wedding day yeah, yeah it does i mean the only thing that could top that is it is if um our buddy mark zona was like uh sword swallowing or spitting fire or something you know exactly that, exactly that would be the only thing they could do that hey, i want to remind you of a couple <laughs> things okay i want to remind you um 
You're a Bassmaster Elite Series champion, dude. Two times, aren't you? Yeah. Two times. Yeah. 13 times in the top 10. Two Bassmaster Classics. Two Bassmaster Classics. You got about a half a million dollars in earnings. Okay? You only been at this mm-hmm. about five years, right, dude? Yeah, yeah. Right, and now that's something you know, but you always need to remind yourself of that. Okay, so you got to keep it fresh. You got to f- keep it fresh that you are a champion. But I-, I know something about you that you probably don't know in your bass career. <laughs> All right. Okay. Are you, do, do you know how many pounds of bass you have caught over the years in your bass career, BASS career? I don't, to be honest with you. Give me a number. Guess a number between 1 and 9,000. One in nine thousand. Yeah. I would probably say, man, I have no idea where to even think of it on this one. You got to take a guess, Johnny. Come on, take a guess. I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably say like nine hundred. Nine hundred. J J P Kitty. Say hello to J P Kitty. By the way, Jonathan. What up? J P. <laughs> What's happening? J P. Tell him. Uh, tell him how many pounds of fish he's caught. Hold on. Let me compute. He's he's doing this right now. <laughs> 2,304 pounds of bass. 2,304 pounds wow. of bass, dude. Now, how many of those do you think are brown? How many of those were brown, do you think? How many of those cool. pounds? Man, I, don't, I, don't. I, bet you, I bet you a lot of them were brown. <laughs> <laughs> you love those brown fish, dude, You, you don't you? I do, man, I do. Obviously, growing up here in Michigan, that uh, that's... That's my passion, man, chasing them things around. And it's, it, honestly, they remind me a lot of some of the saltwater fish. I mean, they do weird things. And uh, it's, it's hard for uh, that people that don't grow up doing it to, to understand some of the stuff that they do sometimes. Hey, Jonathan, uh, this is Ryan Carmel Corn Whitaker here. Um, <laughs> what, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of new, I know, I know you like throwing that drop shot and there's a lot of new, uh, drop shot baits that have come out in the last like four years. Um, even in the last two years, what's, what's yeah. number one right now? What's the first thing that you're, that you're rigging up on a drop shot rig? I mean, number one for me, the last man, the last That'd be, it'd be the last three, four years has been the uh, striking dream shot. But we just uh, we just released the the um, the new half shell drop shot bait, which I'm super pumped about. It's kind of one that you know we've been kind of making ourselves secretly by by cutting a little baby rodent in half yeah. and, uh, and using it that way. But you know now we just released it. And uh, the the secret's out of the bag on that one, but I'm I'm pretty excited to uh, you know it just kind of recently starting to get around and and uh, I've you know I, I've like I said I've made my own for a little while now, but just now kind of really putting them you know through the paces and that's pretty awesome day. See, so now that you guys have released that, I can't help but think that you guys are cutting something else in half secretly and uh, and going with that. <laughs> Right. What is it? I got a, I got a few things that I, that I do that you know. I mean, it, it's a little bit abnormal, possibly, but you know, it works. We like abnormal, so tell us <laughs> something, please. Yeah, what is it? Come on, yeah. 
Come on. Give it give us the dirt. Give it away, dude. We want I, we want the dirts. Dude, I can't get away with secrets, man. We got two small offbones this year. <laughs> All right, so well back to that that I, I noticed that you like to throw that Magnum dream shot. The bigger dream shot. I personally have never tried it. Yeah. I love yeah. the I love the smaller dream shot, but I've never tried it. But I was I was watching a video of you, and I was noticing that you're doing a lot of like Texas rigging of it um, instead of nose hooking it. What's what's that rig? Mm-hmm. Um, are you using like a straight shank hook, or what? What's the uh, what's the special part about doing it that way rather than nose hooking it? Yeah, I use that um, that. Trocar one out finesse worm hook. Actually, with the Magnum uh, Dream Shot, I use a free out. Oh, right. Really? It's just a straight tank worm hook, and it's got a it's got a plastic keeper on it. So, I mean, it's like a it's like a finesse version of a flipping hook. Really, is what it is. Right. And um, you know, light wire. It's got a little bit longer shank to it. But that just with those bigger lures and stuff, and those bigger baits. Uh, using them on a drop shot, it helps a ton with just the hookup percentage and, uh, you know, just just getting a real good hook into the fish. I imagine you save a lot more baits that way too, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Now what's uh, what, what's what's the other, okay, so you're, you're out there in Michigan fishing one of those good smallmouth lakes and you're drop shotting, but I know you guys are doing other stuff other than throwing a tube. What's what's another what's another go to if they're not on the uh, on the drop shot with a with a finesse uh, you know, presentation? I mean, I, obviously, honestly, the tube is always you know a standby when it comes to small fishing. But I'll be honest with you, um, I spent a lot of time recently throwing a spy bait. Um, you know, it's it's not something. Uh, it's kind of a an interesting presentation. I've had a lot of really good luck with it, um, you know. But it's it's very tedious, and you, you really got to know where the fish are before you can throw it. And and uh, but once you once you throw that bait, I mean the strikes on it, and, and for some reason, uh, especially if those fish are suspended off the bottom a little bit more than usual or something like that, man, that that spy bait is is incredible as to how how good it catches, especially smallmouth. Now, we, we've tried that down here a little bit in Chicago or up down. Yeah, down here. I was right. Um, and what, uh, we haven't really had much luck on it. I'm sure we're doing something wrong. Um, what, uh, I mean, are you throwing that on light line? Are you throwing the smaller ones, the bigger ones? What are you doing um, presentation-wise? I, I throw the bigger one most of the time, and I'll throw it on like eight pounds, um, fluorocarbon and I usually throw it on a casting rod just for that with that bigger bait you know it's usually it's the the 90 series is the one that I throw most and um it's a little bit heavier you know so you can cast it better and Mm -hmm. and you can work it a little bit faster but um you know I designed a a rod for G Loomis and that's a 892 is the the rod model, and they make it in a number of different lines with IMX and the GLX, um, you know, to, for, to name a couple of them. But uh, I specifically designed that rod for throwing tubes and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's got great action, seven foot five, so it allows you to cast, uh, you know, a long ways, get the bait out away from the boat. And, uh, you know, they make that same rod in a, uh, in a casting model. And and that's the the rod that I throw 
the spy baits on, and it's it's tremendous for that because it's got a really good tip to it, so you can cast it a long ways. But at the same time, if you hook one out away from the boat, you know you still got a you know enough backbone, um, you know, to be able to get a good hook set. Nice. nice. I, I got to try the spy bait. I've yeah. never caught a fish on that. I got to try it more. I guess. Never. I mean, we have thrown it around fish too. It's usually. I mean, JP was trying it when we were in a big school of them, and I don't know. We weren't doing something right. Just we just went it. back to throwing the jig, and they're eating that. Wouldn't need it. Hey, uh, yeah, it's it's cold, dude. It's cold everywhere right now. No, I hear you. It's cold. It real it's cold. damn cold. Okay, but there's still a lot of open water in uh, in a lot of areas for a lot of our uh, viewing audience. It's cold water fishing right now. Winter sucks. It's a, it's that's a fact. Yeah. I don't like it. I just don't. I don't ice fish. I know you do a little bit, but tell me some of the key cold water baits. What are what are like pick three key cold water baits that you would go fishing with? Honestly, I, I mean I, I love cold water fishing. You know, and I, I love getting out here when the weather's terrible, and uh, you know, and you're you're one of the only only ones on the water. Now, obviously, honestly, I'm a big hunter, so. I mean, I spent a lot of time in, in November and early December hunting and in a tree stand most of the time, but it is some of the best time to be out on the water. And, and uh, I mean, if I had to pick three lures to, to go out and throw, I would throw a, uh, I'd throw a Strike King uh, structured bug, uh, you know, probably green pumpkin or something like that with, uh, um, with just a chunk kind of trailer on it, something that doesn't have a lot of action. Uh, you know, a little bit smaller profile, something like that. Um, and then I definitely throw uh, the KVD 300 jerk bait and the, the deep diving model. The who? Uh, who, did, who? Who did you say? The, old K, the KVD. Who's that? Who do who? <laughs> who's, who's KVD? I'm not sure. Yeah, I hear you. I <laughs> Whatever, that was bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The KVD 300 series deep dive is that, jerk bait. Is that the two? Is that the two yeah. hook or the three yeah. hook one? Is that the bigger one or the it's smaller? The three one? hook. Yeah, okay, that's the bigger one. It's, it's the only one that we make uh, so far in the deep diving model, and it's a. Uh, and we really worked hard to design that to, to do a lot of specific things, and it's it's really really good. Um, yeah, and then I'd probably throw the Strike King Lucky Shad. It's a, you know, kind of a, um, you know, thin, thin crankbait, you know, kind of yeah. a slim body crankbait. Has a real tight wobble to it, uh, which is, is really good for cold water. Dude, do you remember when Strike King had that, um, it was just for a year or two, and they had that line of balsa baits? Do you know what I'm talking about, John? Yeah. Dude, those things are killer. Dude, I got I some of them. What you're talking about. They're amazing. Yeah, they had the, I still have a bunch of them myself. They had that shad wrap type one, and that that just smokes them, yeah. dude. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, uh, the I last thing was that. Is that that uh, like shad wrap style bait? That that thin yeah, one. Yeah, lucky shad is lucky shad is very similar to it. It's not the balsa one, but it's it's one that we designed. That's you know, it's obviously made out of injection plastic, but. Um, same, same principle, but that balsa one was killer. Dude, it's, there's something about it. I don't know. They, they did something right. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, it. I had five of those things in my hand at the Cabela's the other week, and then uh, I get up there and their credit card machines were all down. 
They were going to... There you, you go. Know. I tried to get we Ryan to buy money. those over at Lee's Global Tackle when they had a few of them left, and he's like, I don't know when to use those things. Yeah. The Barcel yeah. ones are a gem. Yeah, those are They're good. a gem. Hey, we're right up against a break, John. Uh, we're going to pay a couple bills, and then uh, we'll come back and have some more fun. What do you say? All right, man. Sounds good. Excellent. Go, get yourself some popcorn or a snack. We'll be right back. Caramel corn. <laughs> Straight right. cast outdoor cartoon television on Pat Ram with more Jonathan Van Dam when we return. See you in a moment. PH Custom Lures by Phil Hunter, quickly becoming the most sought-after custom balsa baits in the industry. From the Little Hunter to the Squeaky Pea, these baits are pure quality. Handcrafted, hand-carved, and hand-painted. But most importantly, they flat-out catch fish. PH Custom Lures has a bait for any situation in a magnitude of colors. Check out the Old School, Straighter, and PH Custom Series at phcustomlures.com. That's phcustomlures.com. I'm John DeMay with M Jigs. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your beta fixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a 4-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com. Welcome back to Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. We got uh, we got our buddy Jonathan Van Dam on the phone right now, and yeah, they love you. Yeah, they love Jonathan Van Dam. The fans love you, dude. I'm still here. Yeah. If I was smart, I would have hung up over that break. But yeah, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here for me. I'm glad you're here for me. You got my back. That that, that song we brought you hey, in man, with. That's what that's what friends are for. I know. I mean, and and we need to practice karate in the garage again. We need to do that, John. Hey, JVD, you've known Pat for a long time. Do you got any uh, special nicknames for him? Yeah, I need a nickname. No, nope. <laughs> nobody. We're trying to get this guy a nickname. Yeah. 
I don't I don't really have anything, but that's definitely something I need to work on for sure. I'll I'll come up with something awesome, I promise. Please. Well, I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you, John. Mike, what do you think of Pat Michaels J. Fox? <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite from the the internet's suggestions. Yes, the internet's internet internet is the the LGBT. The Rob Van Dam wrestling look going. He's got the ponytail and everything. Yeah, I, well, I don't. I very. I, I rock a man bun most Wait. of the time now. You know. I'm, Wait, what was that one? You? JP? Ego. You go straight man bun on everybody. Yeah, I uh, ba- well, it's it's basically a, a half half pony. You know, it's it's a little too long now. It's unmanageable. He does man bun and socks yeah, okay. with sandals. Yes, socks with sandals also in man bun and the man bun. I'm very hip. No, my favorite one was the LGBT. You're right there. You're right there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Lake George Bridge Stroke. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> it's also like the gay lesbian alliance. Or- lesbian, yes. gay, trans. Yes, yes. We, that's we, what it is. We see no colors here. That's straight cast. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> we we definitely see bridge trolls. Yes, we, we do see, see bridge trolls. All right, back to back to Johnny Van Dam. He doesn't want us talking about him now. I don't care, dude. We'll okay. talk about me all day. Enough about me. But what about me? <laughs> I, I mean, that's what you you do look like Rob Van Dam, the wrestler, though. Do I? I yeah, I've heard that Mickey Rourke, the wrestler, yeah. too. I, I've heard. I'll say so. Yeah, you know, I, there's it, an Ultimate Fighter you look like too, who is a fisherman as well. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Right uh, now. Uh, uh, George Michaels, Michaels. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, that guy. Hey, it's a family affair. The Van Dam family. Uh, you come from a long lineage of of, uh, of bass fishing freaks, dude. I mean, it's it's in your oh, blo- yeah. it's in your blood, man. Uh, yeah, your your dad, Randy. You grew up in the tackle store, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did, man. I uh, I don't even know when I started. Uh, I started watching boats. And uh, doing some detail and stuff like that, but uh, you know, I've I've been selling tackle and boats and rods and reels and everything for a long time now. I guess it's, I, I was probably ten or twelve years old when I when I started selling tackle and stuff like that. Now you, I mean, it was pretty cool b- being a, a bass fishing. Uh, freak back in the day, you know, having the passion for the sport that your dad owned the tackle store. Did you like, was, did you like just go in there and like, could you take whatever you wanted where you'd be like, oh, cool, here's a new Loomis rod. <laughs> Taking it, dad. See ya. Dad, See ya, Papa Randy. You know, you know what's funny? You know what's hilarious, actually? Is, uh, so I used to just take my dad's stuff. You know, my dad had all, uh, you know, back in the day, he had all the, you know, the Shimano Stratix, the old white ones that were awesome, the little Bantam Corrado. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of those old, some of those older reels and stuff. He had all that stuff, and you know, I used to take his stuff and go fishing with it and stuff like that. And uh, you know, and now anymore, he still has all that old stuff because I mean, it's it's still rock solid. But he comes over to my house, and I've got a pole barn. I keep my boat in and all my tackle, all my rods and reels and stuff. And he comes over. And he'll take my boat, and he'll take my rods, my reels. Like, there's been a few times where I've come home, and like pretty much all my stuff's gone. <laughs> Why do you think he had you in the but, first place? Exactly, exactly. Pay <laughs> back for all those years when I was taking all his stuff. Hey, hey, Jonathan. Speaking of your dad, I've heard that. Maybe you can settle this. I've heard this a bunch of times throughout the years that. 
your dad is a better fisherman than your uncle. Can you, uh, do you have anything to say about that? You know, honestly, I've, uh, I've heard that from, I can't even tell you how many people. And, uh, my dad is, a definitely a, a tremendous fisherman. He, I mean, he still has the Ohio state record for smallmouth bass. Nice. And, um, and I, I still, he travels with me every once in a while, you know, for some pre-practice and pre-fishing, uh, you know, trips and that kind of thing, some scouting trips. And, and I'll be honest with you, he still fishes from local tournaments and stuff around here. And, and he is still one heck of a fisherman. Um, he's really, really good. Uh, I, honestly, anymore, uh, you know, I, I can't say that he's, he's probably any, any better or worse than my uncle. But, uh, you know, everything I've heard from all the local fishermen and, and some, you know, really good friends, uh, back in the day, he was an animal and he was, he was pretty tough to deal with. Yeah, it's, the, the dude is. That's a good way to put it. He's an, he's animal Van Dam. <laughs> he's, he's the yeah. animal Van Dam. Hey, obviously, um, obviously growing up, um, you looked after, um, let's call him Uncle Kevy, okay? Do you, oh, yeah. do you call him Uncle Kevy ever? I don't, I don't go as far as Kevy, but I call him Uncle Kev. Well, how about Uncle Kevy? That sounds way, that's way better. Uncle Kevy. Yeah, I'm Uncle, good with that. Uncle Kevy. Tell him Pat said to call you Uncle Kevy, and he'll be like, Who, right. that dude that looks like Dave Mustaine from uh, Megadeth, and you'll be like, yeah, that guy. That's what that's what your uncle yep. calls me. But but anyway. Um, you probably got a lot of advice, and you probably looked to him for advice. What's the best advice that that your Uncle Kevy ever gave you? The most solid advice about being a pro bass fisherman? Well, honestly, the one thing that sticks with me the most is, uh, is never leave biting fish. Never leave biting fish? Just, uh, yeah, yeah, never try to... Um, you know, one thing that he always told me too is and and, and I've, I've learned this the hard way a couple times and, and it's helped me a couple times is is uh you know you find a good spot that's got a lot of really good fish in it and you know say you catch 15 to 20 pounds pretty early you know a lot of guys just want to leave it and or you know or just kind of save it something like that but uh you know he he's told me of too many stories where he's been burned by a place like that, that, you know, that instead of, you know, he, he'll stop at 15 pounds and he'll go to another place and never upgrade. But if he would, you know, and then he'll go there the next day and catch 20 pounds. You know what I mean? So you never really want to kind of, you know, it, it's really hard to save a place. So kind of he, they don't, I could just picture it now. I could, I could picture it now like Uncle Kevy. He, he's got his arm around you, and he says, and he says, Johnny boy, whatever you do, when you're out here bassing, don't leave biting fish. Is that kind of how it went down? Yeah, pretty much. See, I know. I could tell. I, I could tell. I'm an idea man. I'm an idea man. Hey, you know what the word, you know what the name Van Dam means? Do you know what that means? I have no idea. You don't know? You, it's, it's your lineage. No. Van Dam means of the dam. Of the dam. And it does. That's what it means. Of the dam. And, and and isn't it ironic? You know, dam, water, water, Van Dam, John, Van Dam, Van right, Dam, right. of the water, of the dam, of the dam. So it, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, totally. Totally does. It's 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 a Dutch name, in case you didn't know. 
I do know that. Okay, I, I got you there. So maybe you need to like sometimes yeah. if you're looking for a limit, go to the dam of the dam, right. and, and that's your kicker. Yeah, I hear you. That, that's your kicker. Hey, There's always fish around the dam. There's always fish around a dam. There, there's no doubt. And speaking of uh, mm-hmm. and speaking of uh, needing a limit, what's what's in Jonathan Van Dam's panic box? Like, what's the bait you're pulling out, dude? If you are just struggling, and, and you need to catch mm. a fish, man, I really, I really have uh, probably three baits that I that I fall back on, and uh, you know, one of them is a. Uh, is an old confidence lure from from fishing around home and stuff. One that I that I always have had anywhere we go, and that's just a Strike King Series Five. Gotcha. And then uh, the the other one is probably a uh, I would go with a Strike King Structure Bug. And then the last one is just a um, you know just a simple finesse worm. You know, rigged on a shaky head. The old shaky head. Typically green, pump, green pumpkin or something like that. You know, you can always get a bite. And you, and you Jeff Crete the hell out of them. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you go down south even, it's like, I mean, some of the, some of the biggest fish I've caught over the years. I mean, at, at Falcon Lake, uh, a few years back now, I think I weighed like 29 pounds the first day. And I was throwing a big jig, and I caught four really good ones pretty quick. And then I threw it a handful of times and just couldn't get a bite, couldn't get a bite. And um, went to a couple of different spots and couldn't, you know, couldn't get rid of. I had a small, real small one in there, you know. And I, I'm like, man, I'm so close to having a really good bag, you know. And uh, I ran, ran back to that first spot where I caught all those good ones on a on a jig and I started throwing the jig again and couldn't get bit and why man I picked up a shaky head on uh on eight pound line and just did you know a uh, standard you know striking finesse worm black and and threw it out there and I caught my biggest one of the day on that it was a ten pounder. Nice. Yeah you, you, so. you went old school and threw out the Miley Cyrus wrecking ball at him. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's what you, you know. That that is probably one of my favorite ways to catch them, honestly. And and you can catch big fish, and you can catch little fish, and just numbers. But I mean, it, you know, I mean, you look at uh, you know, that tournament that um, Uncle Kevy won a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Down Thank at, you. Down up. Down at Lake Louisville, man, and he had the uh, the lake record for a little while down there, and he caught an eleven pounder. He caught on a shit. It was a wildebeest, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was it was awesome. Hey, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk these days um, about big cranks, about big crankbaits. You know, uh, you guys got the uh, the oh, ten yeah. XD and the and that Series Eight crankbait. Uh, a lot of people are intimidated yeah. by those baits, but g- give me your opinion on those baits and what have they done for you? Uh, you know, they they've been pretty effective. You know, it's it's one of those deals that's kind of a little bit more of a specialty as far as places to throw them on and that kind of thing. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I haven't. I haven't really caught a ton of fish on a 10XD, but um, until this last year, and I I caught some some pretty good ones down at Toledo Bend. Um, 
You know, again, another one of those tournaments that Uncle Kevy won, throwing a 10XD. <laughs> but, uh, that Uncle Kevy. <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, I've started throwing it quite a bit more, and I, I even throw it uh, around home, you know, here in Michigan, and, and I've caught a lot of really good fish on it. You know, it's one of those lures that just, it's, it's one of the few that is has that presentation that gets down to that depth range. Sure. Wow. Sure. Have you caught a smallmouth on it? I have not caught a smallmouth on it. I've, I've, uh, I haven't really tried it, to be honest with you. The, the thing that worries me with a smallmouth is, is as soon as you hook one, you know that thing is going to skyrocket and he'll throw it every time just because yeah, it's, there's it's a lot, that big. The bait's of- that big, you know? <clears throat> but I have, I mean, honestly, I have no doubt that a smallmouth would hit it. I mean, there's no question in my mind about that. And, and if you think about it, too, a lot of people are intimidated by those those baits. But, you know, look at that Series 8 bait, John. And it's, I mean, it's really not right. much bigger than the brim that, that a lot of bass would eat, you know? No, exactly. I mean, 10XD is the same way. I mean, it's really the profile that is, is not much bigger than, I mean, I've caught three-pounders on baits that you would think that they could barely even eat. You know what I mean? I mean, some of those big California swim baits and stuff like that, I mean, you catch a three-pounder on it, and that thing's got to choke, and you're like, how in the world is that even possible? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for real, large mouth bass, large mouth bass, the old bucket mouth. Hey, yeah. Uh, let, let's go back. Exactly. Let's go back to the uh, to to the, the to the the little uh, deviant Johnny Van Dam, like when you were a little troublemaker. Okay. Well, oh, man. Yeah. That's dangerous. What, we're going there. Dangerous territory. We're going there. What's the most trouble you ever been in? What's the most trouble you ever got in, Johnny? <laughs> oh, man. I'm kind of curious. Uh, it, I don't know. I don't remember how old I was. I'm not really sure at all. But uh, <laughs> I, I uh, went up north with my family and bought a slingshot. Yes. Up at this little little outdoor store. You know, and I was uh, just kind of wandering around with my cousin. And my cousin, a couple of my cousins grew up next door to my parents. We all kind of, you know, and Uncle Uncle Kevy lives like 400 yards away or something. We kind of, we kind of have the, the whole block covered. Everyone, kind of everyone around here calls it Van Damme Plantation. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so, um, and, and even now, I mean, my house now is probably only a quarter mile away from everybody else's house, so I could I could hit a golf ball there. But anyway, so I got this slingshot, and I was just a I was just a little young whippersnapper, <laughs> and I was walking around the woods, and and uh, my mom always told me and and not to shoot anything off the bird feeder. <laughs> and I had you know what that I means. had a hard time with that because <laughs> I mean I I've always been into hunting and so the bird feeder was just like dude that's the place they want to be you know what I mean <laughs> so I, I got this rock in my in my slingshot and I just got the thing I mean I wasn't home for thirty minutes and I went out back behind the house she had this big old bird feeder set up. And there was a um, there was a squirrel up there, and I said, "Man, I'm gonna get this squirrel." So I reared my slingshot back and, and fired it, and I I shattered that bird feeder. I mean, it was all all plexiglass and whatever, <laughs> gone. But uh, so so she made me throw my slingshot away. And to me, at that point, it was a 
in my in my time was a big deal because I yeah. just got it and I and I had worked I did chores and all sorts of stuff around the house to uh, to be able to pay for that slingshot and and I had it for like thirty five minutes and I had to throw it away. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> That's a pretty good shot yeah, too. Yeah I, mean. yeah, I got a similar story to that. Yeah. One time when uh, I saved up my allowance and I was allowed to have a, a, a bow and arrow. Okay, and uh, we lived across the street from a park, so I was told not to shoot. Only place I could shoot this would be in the woods, but I didn't listen to that. So we're in the park. Uh-huh. In the park, there's a little bunny rabbit, John. There's a bunny rabbit, and I got a bunch of my friends <laughs> yeah. around me, and I'm like, "Hey, watch this, guys! Watch this!" So I take a total prayer shot, straight up in the air. You know, fired it up in the air. Not in a million years would I probably even come close to anything. Boom. Impales the bunny. The kids were upset everywhere. I was grounded for a month. No more bow and arrow. That was the last of my archery days. It was gone right there. Hey. Hey, we like to have fun on this show, John. You know, I I don't know if you could tell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we like to have a good time. I didn't notice. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of like the Bugs Bunny of bass fishing talk show hosts. So we're, we're going to play a little game. Are you ready to play a game? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to do a little word association. So if you're not familiar with this, I'm going to throw a word at you, and then you got to kind of tell me the first thing that pops to your mind, okay? It's, it's word oh, associ- God. It's going to be dangerous. Yes, it's going to be extremely dangerous. It's more dangerous than that bunny that got hit with the bow and arrow or you shattering a, <laughs> a, a bird feeder. This is this just this blows that away. Here, here's a little... Here, here, boom! There it is. Here, here's, a little, um, here's a little word association music. Larry, can I have some word association music, please? Ah, yes. Word association with Jonathan Dan Dam right here on Stray Cast. Jonathan, Aunt Sherry's yep. cookies. Aunt Sherry's cookies. Oof. First thing that pops to your mind, Aunt Sherry's uh, First thing that pops to my mind? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, you're stumped on the first I one. You're I got a story about cookies, though. Oh, okay, go I'm ahead. Gonna, I'm going to give you a little. I'm going to give you a little heads up on those cookies. It's your show. Go ahead. Little little heads up. So the, the cookies, uh, the the famous lucky cookies, were actually originated by my aunt Pam. Ah, who was Kevin Kevin's sister, and. Uh, and obviously my dad's sister as well. And so she always used to make these cookies. But Aunt Sherry makes them now. And they work for sure. I'm going to tell you that because I have her make me some. When I travel, I still have Aunt Pam make me some. And she makes she makes double batches for Uncle Kevin as well. So the first thing that pops to mind when I think of those is money. Is money. I like it. That's Be a, honest. That's yeah. a good answer. That's Be a good, good are there, answer. Right are there performers enhancing drugs in those cookies? <laughs> There's got to be. There's got to be HGH. There's got to be right? some reindeer dust in those things or something. <laughs> there, there's got to be. something, but you'll never know. You'll never know, will we? That's, let's keep it that way, too. Hey, here's another one for you. Road apple. Road apple. Road apple? Road apple. Dude, I think of Kansas because 
I've, I've got a lease in Kansas that I deer hunt, and uh, and I always see those those big Osage oranges, and there's a big tree line that's right around right along the road that drops all them. I don't know the Osage oranges and stuff like that, and uh, that's what I think of because they're all they're all on the road. They look kind of like apples. They're green colored. That's it. Okay, there. I was thinking of like what horses, what Amish horses drop. That's road apples. There's, there's lots <laughs> of yeah. There's lots of those in Michigan. There's lots of road apples. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fatty Magoo. Fatty Magoo. Fatty Magoo. Fatty Magoo. What do you think of Fatty Magoo? Oh man. I think of. I think of a fat guy in a little coat. A fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> I like it. I like you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you, dude. You're a professional bass fisherman. You need to be be able to make quick decisions and think quickly on the water. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in you right now. I'm gonna need you to bust out some some more stuff for these next ones. You're kind of throwing me for a loop on some of these. I'm not prepared for. Them. That's what. That's but the whole idea what? of this. That's exactly. Exactly. You're not prepared for the branches that get thrown when you're fishing. So, yes. So, you know what? You do, I'm inadvertently stepping up your game. You don't even know that. Road I hear you. you, you I, I under, I'm with you. I'm oh, with you. Okay. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, somebody does. See, guys? Uh, Fiona. <laughs> Fiona. Fiona? Yeah, Fiona. Frozen. F- frozen. Okay. That's 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 the that's the bl- the blind. How bad is that? I don't know. I was thinking of the the hot chick on that show, Shameless Fiona. That's what I was thinking. Well, of. I thought of, I thought of Frozen for some reason. My wife's a school teacher, so I guess it goes with two and hand in hand. There it goes. The Frozen soundtrack constantly going in the in the Jonathan Van Dam household <laughs> yeah, of the New yeah. Woods. We love it. Bassin excuse. Top Bassin excuse. Bass an excuse? An excuse that a bass fisherman uses. What's the top one? They weren't there. They weren't there. They weren't <laughs> there. I, I, I left my biting fish. I left my biting fish. Uh-huh. That could be one right there. Pro- yeah. Promised land. What's the promised land? Promised land. Yeah. Woo, Traverse City. Traverse City. That's the promised land. Then what is Johnny's? Mm-hmm. What is Johnny's playground? Oh, Lake St. Clair. Lake St. Clair, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lake St. Clair, that's Johnny's playground right there. Hey, all right, mm-hmm. well, 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 we got you primed up now. And you, you got your thinking cap on, right? I'm ready. You're, you're, okay. Now, what, what we do here, too, on the show is um, is we, we're strong believers that you bass fishermen um, should also be movie stars. Okay. You know, I think you guys need you need yeah yeah you you need to enter the the uh, the, the silver cinema screen. Is that what it's called? Silver cinema screen. Silver screen. Silver screen. The silver cinema cinnamon bun screen. Yep. You, you need to be movie stars. Okay. Now I'm going to give you a little scenario, and you got to tell me how it plays out. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to give you the players. There's you, Jonathan Van Dam. That's who you are. There's there's Uncle Kevy. Uncle Kevy's in this, uh, and Papa Randy, okay, and you guys are through the going through the woods, and you're you're checking. Let's say you're checking trail cams, okay, 
and, and you hear this little voice from, from, from out in the woods, and it's going, help me, help me, help me. So you guys are like, what the heck's going on? So you got to go investigate. You got to go investigate what's going on. Well, lo and behold, you find this airplane. There's an airplane in the woods, and there is Mark Zona in this crashed airplane in the woods. Okay, and he's trapped. He's trapped inside the uh, inside the airplane, and and inside this yeah. airplane, you you find millions and zillions of dollars in cash. And Zona was trying to retrieve it. Okay, Zona was trying to retrieve it. Now, right away, your your dad and Uncle Kevy, they're like, we want nothing to do with this. And and Kevin's got more money than that anyway, so he's like, I'm out. He's like, I'm I'm out of here. I'm gone. Okay, so now it's just you and Zona left. And you're trying to figure out what to do with this money. And, like, Zona wants to buy, like, Soldier Field or something, so he wants to keep it. And you're kind of torn on what to do. Okay? Here's the twister. You have an evil Russian spy named Skeet Reese who is after you guys and the money because it actually belongs to Skeet Reese. Okay? Are you with me? Mm-hmm. But here, you, yeah, I'm with you, you I got Zona, zillions of dollars, decision on hand, Skeet Reese chasing you. Give me the outcome. What happens? Dude, I ain't worried one bit. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? What's gonna go I'm down? Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that money. Yeah. Bag it all up. Yeah. And I'm gonna hide it out in the woods. Got you. For one, he's from California. He don't know nothing about cal- camouflage. True. Or any of that stuff. He's yellow. And two, <laughs> the big, the hardest part about the whole process is gonna be talking Zona out of buying Soldier Field because. The bears are terrible. So <laughs> I gotta convince them I gotta convince them that there there is no money and investment in buying Soldier Field but the Bears are playing. So, so unless they change their team name or something like that, at least get get rid of Cutler. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. The Chicago Z train. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried at all, man. I said. I mean, we're in the woods. That's. I mean, that's what I do. I. I hunt. You know, I grew up in the woods at home. You know, Skeet's from California, dude. I mean, he's. He doesn't know anything about being in the woods and. You know, checking and, and making traps. He's an exotic dancer for crying out loud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So well, I'm golden. Yeah, you're you're getting the money. So you're going you're bagging the money, putting it in the woods. Yeah. And 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 you and you and Erica live happily ever after off the fat of the land. That's right. Boom, there's the story right there. Can we make this? I mean, it, this is a script, right? It it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down I'm, with it. I, honestly, I would I would love to see Skeet with a Russian accent. Yeah, yeah, they'd see uh, you know, I, I think so. I think he actually is a a, a Russian spy. He's a spy. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, you know, Ski Reese won't come on this show. He won't come on the show. Why? Really? Yeah. Why won't he come on? Hackney comes on. Un- Uncle Uncle Kevy Uncle Kevy comes on. All kinds of people, but Skeet Reese, he, we're too good. He's too good for us. You guys, you guys want to know how that? He doesn't know what he's missing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's up, JP Kitty? You want to know how that story is supposed to end? Yes. Tell me. Zona. Yes. Spears JVD. Oh, jeez. Grabs the money. Grabs the money. Starts running from Skeet. Gotcha. Skeet trips in some road apples. <laughs> Zona buys Soldier Field. Zona buys Soldier Field. And the, it, <laughs> the Bears win the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> that's JP Kitty's ending. But Johnny's our hero. 
We can't. We can't. We can't. Yeah, let Jenny. He bashed the Bears way too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he did bash the Bears, but we're having an awful season. It's okay this year. What well, What happens is actually <laughs> is Zona Zona takes some money. I break into Soldier Field wearing a Lions costume. Oh, jeez! Take and take half of it. Well, well, probably three quarters of it, and then head back to Michigan. Well, and, and and there it is. Well, with with Zona at Soldier Field is your old pal Willie Young, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's a Bears fan now, and he just tackles the shit out of you. And it's gone. <laughs> it's 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 gone right there. <laughs> it's gone right there. Hey, hey. Uh, dude. You got a big season coming hey, up. I'm, I'm buddies with Willie Young too, but I, I mean, I'll get Stafford and give him some rockets to throw at him or something. <laughs> and then Stafford fumbles his uh, celebration spike like he did last week. <laughs> <laughs> the scenarios are abounding. See, that's the creativeness. Now you're on your game, John. I mean, now you are ready. That's right. You're ready for the 2017 season, dude. Dude, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest with you. I, uh... I like the way the schedule sets up, and uh, I'm definitely going to spend some more time this year than I did last year. And last year was one of my worst seasons ever, and it was a uh, bummer. You know, I definitely expect more out of myself. And um, but you know, honestly, I just I had so much going on at home and stuff like that, and and uh, you know, not not as an excuse or anything, but I just didn't put the time in where I could have to scout and, and do some of that stuff. So this year, um, definitely looking forward to doing some pre-practice trips to a lot of these places and then getting to know them. And, and, and be on your toes. That's why we just went through this exercise. Exactly. Be on your toes. Exactly. You got to hey, be ready for whatever's thrown at you. What's your goals and aspirations? What's, what, where do you see yourself mm-hmm. years to come? What's Johnny Van Dam's goals? Man, it's uh, it's hard to say. You know, I, I'd, uh, my my biggest goals right now, obviously, uh, for my career, whether it's next year or five years or, or whatever it might be from now, I, I definitely, I, I probably as of any of us, um, to to win a AOI and to and win a Bassmaster Classic. That's that's probably the biggest goals. I would say out of any of the Bassmaster fishermen that you would come across. Absolutely, and I think it's totally attainable for you, dude. The best I feel is yet to come from you, Jonathan Van Dam. There's no doubt about it. Dude, thanks so much for uh, for coming on the show again. We, we appreciate it. Any shout-outs you want to give before you, before you head out of here, dude? Back to the frozen tundra? No, man, I'm... Uh... You know, just just gonna try to stay warm up here. I got some hand warmers and some some good hot cocoa. I think I'll be all right. Do, do you got a Do you got a nice little onesie that you're in right now, like with footies and stuff? <laughs> okay, dude. Funny story. So, <laughs> uh, dude, so the onesie story. Um, my in laws like to do. So my my father in law. Um, I don't. I honestly not sure how he did it at times. He's got. He's got four daughters uh, and a son, so he's got he's got a lot of kids, and all the daughters are older, and um, so he's had to deal with like you know 
and my mother-in-law likes to do matching pajamas for everybody for Christmas. Nice. And this year, her big their big decision was we all had to get onesies. So I went to Walmart and got the most obnoxious onesie I could find. And uh, I'm ready to wear it for Christmas. Is it subdilaminated with all your sponsors on it or no? I did, I, I'm probably going to sew some sponsor pieces on it, but it's pretty much like a gigantic moose. It's got a hood, like moose antlers, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Nice. I love it. We're actually wearing onesies right now. I wish you were on the Skype instead of the phone so you could see it, dude. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Johnny, thank, I hear you, bud. Dude, thank you so much for, for coming on the show again. It's always a pleasure to have you on, man. John? John? <laughs> we lost John. We, we, we lost John. Hey, let, let me tell you, John, you always got to dance with who brought you. You got to dance with who. Well, what we, we, Larry hung up on him. You got to keep fishing to the limit well, and well, never more. Yeah, well, fish to the limit. And you should never diss the Chicago Bears or we hang up on you. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Uh, we enjoy having you. Thank you so much to Brian the Carpenter for Mike Live. To all you viewing out there. Christmas season is upon us. Hey, we come back next week with uh, with industry legend Bill Day and the one, the only, the warden, yes. Denny Brower. Yep. Next week. Yep. Next week. Yeah. On Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. JP the Kitty. Hi. Yep. Good night. <laughs> Good night.